Welcome to the Cornerstone League podcast, bringing together credit union advocates, thought leaders, champions, and more. I'm your host, Tanya Dittburner, Cornerstone League Director of Communications and Media Relations. And today's guest is Caroline Willard, President and CEO of the Cornerstone League. This year has been full of discovery. Since March 2022, the Cornerstone League and Heartland Credit Union Association teams have been exploring a merger, which has resulted in an in-depth due diligence process, many conversations with members, scenario testing, deep consideration, dozens of town hall visits, and ultimately an overwhelmingly positive member vote in favor of the merger. Caroline is here to fill us in on the details, where we've been, where we are now, and where we're going. Caroline, welcome. Thank you, Tanya. I always have so much fun doing these with you. <laughs> I'm so glad. So tell me about the last few months, how the merger process was started, and the momentum leading up to the member vote. Well, it all started with a fairly informal conversation uh, amongst uh, the board chairman and uh, and vice chairman for the Heartland Credit Union Association board. Uh, they wanted to chat back while we were at the Government Affairs Conference in Washington, D.C., as you said, back in March. And so, you know, we've been thinking about this for some time, dreaming big about how it might look. And, uh, you know, from that initial conversation, we are invited to have a preliminary conversation with a larger group, including uh, the board of directors and a couple of special guests. And uh, from there, the field was narrowed and we were invited for a final pitch in June. And so, you know, the team, our team, the Cornerstone team all along has been thinking uh, you know, about how would this look and and is it a natural fit and is it strategically additive? And, you know, all of those questions were answered in the affirmative. It's, it's just, it feels great. It feels like a really uh, logical, almost familiar sort of combination. I don't know how else to describe it. So we got the great news on uh, June 15th that we were selected and so made our initial announcement to uh, to the rest of the industry at that point. And then really, as you know, Tanya, because you're an employee, really doubled down on due diligence and, uh, you know, dug in to make sure that the combination made sense, not just theoretically, but also from a practical level. So we feel very good about the results of that due diligence and, so, you know, held the member votes, the board votes first, and then the member votes throughout the month of September, and then culminating uh, on Monday, the 31st of October with the Cornerstone member votes. So it's been it's been a process, but I don't think that you make these decisions. Uh, first of all, the management doesn't get to make the decision at all. It's all up to the members and the boards, but uh, you don't make them quickly. It, it's it's a big deal, and we're glad that we gave it the consideration and rigor that it deserved. So over the summer, Cornerstone senior leadership traveled across Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas to meet members where they are for real-time discussion. What were some of the most common questions member asked during those town hall meetings? You know, the number one question that we got was about the people, which really that makes my heart happy because we are nothing without our team and Heartland feels the same way. And Heartland's membership feels the same way. 
And so they wanted to know right away, you know, I love fill in the blank person. And, uh, you know, I just want to be sure that I'm still going to be able to work with them. And, and so, you know, we, we right away determined that we were going to make room uh, for, for everyone um, that was still employed as of October 31st, uh, you know, which is, which is when, uh, when the member vote happened that we would extend offers. And so we're in the process of extending offers to all of those Heartland employees. And, you know, in a few cases, there's some overlap between what they were doing at HCUA and what they would be doing um, or the similar position at Cornerstone. And so we've had to get creative in a few cases and where we could improve the member value proposition by redeploying staff. So, so that's the good news is that, you know, we know that this was a beloved team. Um, and so we're treating them as such. And uh, it's it's been great fun to get creative with how we might combine. And we've got some wonderful talent coming to us and uh, and already present. So combining the two forces is going to make us even stronger than I thought was possible. I think beyond beyond the people question that kept coming up, the other thing uh, that, that kept coming up, and this is funny because this would come up with the Cornerstone membership and it would also come up with the HCUA membership was, you know, I, I work at a small credit union. How is this large organization still going to respect the needs of small credit unions? And what what I was really pleased to be able to say is, you know, Cornerstone's got a great model for that. We First of all, we have dedicated staff. That's all they do is work with small credit unions. And so they really understand what the needs are and that smaller credit unions oftentimes are asking for things that are more operational in nature, the types of support. And they also want different content at meetings, for example. So we, for example, have a small credit union forum that's dedicated just to them. And it's topics that they've told us, small credit unions have told us that they want, and it's held on from a Friday afternoon through all day Saturday so that it, it has less operational impact on their operating hours. And so you know, we had a good story to tell there. And um, and so I think that was helpful. And then the other, the last very, very frequently asked question that I would bring up was, you know, why do a merger at all? Why wouldn't HCUA just hire another CEO? And, you know, the answer to that question is just the broader idea that there is consolidation happening amongst credit unions that, you know, we're consolidating in numbers of credit unions, although the average credit union is getting bigger. And so as that happens, then associations need to adapt as well. And so, yes, Heartland could have just hired another CEO, but the economic reality is that it made better sense to gain scale by instead merging with another league. And when they thought hard about that, they thought, well, let's do it with one who's had a successful combination and Cornerstone. We didn't do everything perfectly, but uh, the combination with Arkansas and Oklahoma and Texas uh, almost 10 years ago taught us a lot. And so we were a little further down the road in that evolution, if you will, into being a true multi-state regional type of league. Were there any big aha moments or any uh, surprises that you came across during the due diligence process? Yeah, I I think um, you know the thing that that always strikes me, and I don't know why I'm still surprised by this after a couple of decades in this movement. But it surprised me that you know I'd go to a Heartland event and or even just you know a manager roundtable kind of meeting, and it's like 
credit union people are credit union people, no matter where you go. And so we'd we'd find that it was just easy to fall into conversations and easy to find commonalities. And yet we all care about the same thing. I mean, there's a reason we don't all work at banks. And, uh, you know, there's this, this definite underlying culture. So that cultural similarity was a big aha, even though it should be a blinding flash of the obvious to me after all of these years in this movement. So you talk about this merger making sense and scalability. What are some additional benefits of this merger with HCUA? Yeah, it's it's very similar or can be similar to what happens when two credit unions get together and, you know, they merge balance sheets and they find that their their resources are deeper. And so, you know, in our case, these are two very well capitalized associations and that strong capital allows us to make really good use of those resources and maybe get a little bit more aggressive with the types of things we invest in. And, um, you know, we certainly have very very good parameters around risk and around what's in our swim lane. Even though I used to work at at the nation's largest QSO and, and we used to make investments in all kinds of things, I did learn some lessons about sticking to what your core competencies are. And so even though um, we are looking forward to having uh, you know, more capital to deploy, we do recognize that our core competency is still advocacy and so and providing good services, core services to credit unions. And so we won't get too far out of our swim lanes, but having more capital allows us to it allows us to get more creative. And so that's one of the benefits. The other thing is that you know, through the combination that Cornerstone did almost 10 years ago, we've found that we've we've figured out how to centralize some functions and keep other functions very, very localized. And so that has been helpful for, for example, you know, with this combination, we're going to have a deeper bench for our compliance team. And so, you know, all of those phone calls that we field all of the time about, you know, complying with uh, legislation and regulation rules, rules that are enacted after a law is written, uh, we'll have deeper, deeper resources for that, for example. But, and so those will be centralized more, but then we'll have uh, lobbyists in each of the state capitals. And that's critical because you have to have a local presence. And so we know how to balance those two components of running a regional association. So that's a, a huge, huge benefit as a larger regional association. So the two entities will be legally merged by December 31st. What are the steps between now and then? Right. Well, you know, fortunately, we we were reading the tea leaves and we we were pretty confident that we'd get a yes vote. And so we had already done some integration planning. And the good news is now we just get to deploy that integration plan. And it's at a pretty rapid clip because we do want to be functionally operational as of January 1st, 2023. And, and so we've, we've done some triage work to understand, okay, what is mission critical and what really could probably wait until end of first quarter, for example. But we want our members 
members to have a really good experience from day one. And so we'll be doing that integration planning for IT and accounting and payroll and that kind of stuff so that there isn't a, any uh, blip in operation at the end of the year. And then obviously, I can't wait to get out and start visiting credit unions. And so I, <laughs> I in fact, I was just on the phone with one and um, I'll be at his shop in uh, Missouri before the end of the year. Uh, and we're starting to schedule those because I want to quickly, even though I've already met a lot, a lot of the members of HCUA by attending some events, I really want to get to know them quickly, understand what their priorities are, understand how we as a five-state association can support them. And the only way for me to do that is to hear it straight from them. I'm going to be out there on the road along with the rest of our engagement team. So between now and the end of the year, it's, uh, it is anything but calm. Uh, we've got a lot to do to be sure that we hit the ground running on January 1st. So what's your vision for 2023 and beyond? You know, we know that this is a point in time and that consolidation is going to continue and associations really all across the country are going to need to continue to adapt. And, you know, and what that means we don't have a blueprint for exactly what that means. We just know that we have now paved the way for future combinations should they arise. And most importantly, should they make strategic sense for our membership? This is, uh, this is a trend that we cannot ignore. And, and yet, you know, it's, it's like I've said a hundred times during the last few months, no credit union or very few credit unions set out and say, we want to be X million or X billion in assets. They just know what, what scale feels right for them. And so that, that scale may change over time. And so we've, I think, learned a lot of lessons and uh, proved out some of our theories about adaptability and scalability uh, through this, this last uh, few months period of time. So at no point would we risk growing beyond our capacity to serve the membership with excellence. That is critical. So we know that back again to that capital thing. My vision is that we get to consider new technology. We get to consider new investments. We get to consider new ways to better serve credit unions. And that's super exciting. You know, identifying maybe some blue oceans that are navigable and that allow us to um, bring things to the market that maybe we couldn't have done before. So super, super critical that we stick to our core, core competency of advocacy support. We That is job one. But however else we can support credit unions along the way, it's just fun to have to have the ability and the resources to experiment and to get a little bit more creative and do a really excellent job in serving this now five-state membership. A lot to look forward to. And I know listeners can't see me, but I'm nodding my head the entire time you're talking, right? Like I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> about this as well. <laughs> it's certainly been uh, a process. And, you know, I think that when you get to the end and we're not at the end, there's still lots of work to be done. But when you get to a milestone, like a member vote, it's critically important that everyone is still feeling confident about the validity, about the strength of the combination. And I really am. I know our senior team uh, shares that with me is that, yeah, this just feels right. And we're so excited to bring on this talented team and to serve this wonderful new group of credit unions. 
Caroline, thank you for your time. It was wonderful talking to you as always. Super fun. I was looking forward to this today and I appreciate you so much, Tanya. Thank you for listening to the Cornerstone League podcast. Many thanks to Caroline Willard for sharing some deeper insight into the Cornerstone League Heartland Credit Union Association merger. Visit our merger webpage on cornerstoneleague.coop for details such as timeline, frequently asked questions, and associated articles. While you're on our website, feel free to look around. Cornerstone League, resources, and foundation are here for you. Whether you're a member looking for ways to engage with advocacy or seeking professional development opportunities, or you're a credit union leader looking for ways to future-proof your credit union or you're interested in financial capability, credit union development, or disaster relief through the Cornerstone Foundation. Visit cornerstoneleague.coop to see all that Cornerstone League has to offer. Until next time, 